Welcome back to Tears and Flowers. You are now inside the mind of Bahila Muslima. It's your girl Z, and tonight I am thinking about and reflecting on the work that I've been doing while I've been reading How to Do the Work. Um, so it's excuse my voice, it's scratchy, but um, it's um. It's a lot. First, I have to say that um, just doing the work, part of the uh, doing the work was to start a journal um, called the Your Future Self Journal. Okay, and you have at at the end of each chapter in the book, it has you do these uh, plan of actions. I call them. I think that's in the book as well. But, um, and it gives you prompts of, you know, activities and, you know, things that you can do to reflect, identify um, issues and the root causes of it, you know, um, behaviors, stuff like that. Okay, so now I get to the chapter where you have to uh, make a list. Uh, first off, let me say it talks about um, having, it, it talks about operating either on a conscious level or a subconscious level. And it speaks on the fact that for the most part, we operate on a subconscious level because um Evolutionary wise, our human brains are um, wired to um, automatically go towards what's familiar and what's familiar is comfortable. Okay, so when you learn these dysfunctional um, ways of protecting yourself, whatever, um, and normally that is. Um, what that instinct is for is to protect yourself and to keep yourself away from danger, whatever. So when you learn these dysfunctional ways, okay, that becomes um, your subconscious. Um, it, it's stored in your subconscious as how you resolve whatever conflicts, okay? And these are, these are, stored in your subconscious beginning from childhood okay so if you have childhood trauma okay that's when these subconscious um behaviors that are unhealthy start to become ingrained in you okay and so then when you are in a situation that is uncomfortable unsafe or that you perceive to be that way you automatically subconsciously go back into those behaviors because obviously in the past that's what helped you and you're in survival mode so you know subconsciously you're in survival mode and you naturally go to those responses so it is um so it talks about um being purposeful and intentional. And for years, I've been talking about being intentional in the things that I do. 
But this one is talking about um, being intentional when it comes to um, being intentional when it comes to uh, changing from moving on autopilot, which is your subconscious, to your conscious, which is choices and behaviors that you are choosing to um, exhibit and manifest for each given situation is based on that given situation and you are choosing at that time which behaviors and reactions are going to get you the most healthy and favorable reaction okay so um with that being said one of the uh prompts after that was to go ahead and write a list in your future self journal of all of the <laughs> behaviors um, that keep you stuck in your subconscious mode, right? So I, when I start writing this list, initially, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm doing the work. <laughs> so I don't know why I always feel like I'm not going to end up crying, <laughs> but <laughs> I convince myself that that I'm not going to end up crying. But anyways, so, you know, I start this list like, yeah, okay, let's do the work. And I'll start thinking about my behaviors and um, the behaviors that are just, um, that I just automatically go to that are unhealthy, dysfunctional, toxic, whatever. Um, behaviors that need to be changed. So... I'm writing this list, and this list is getting longer and longer and longer. And I know some of them that I wrote are like, um, you know, components of the same thing. But I wanted to try to be as thorough as I could and not be general. So, you know, I'm writing different each and every um, particular uh, way that I can think of that I exhibit. Maybe the same behavior, maybe a couple different behaviors, whatever. So I'm writing my list, and it's getting long. And by, by the time I get to the second page, like, I'm in tears. <laughs> like, I'm literally sitting here in tears, Okay, I done collected my tissue at this point because I know the tears are not going to stop. So I collect my tissues and, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm still continuing the list because even though, you know, I'm crying, you know, I still want to do the work. So I'm, I'm, as I'm writing the list, I sit and I go back and I, I start reading the list and... I get so overwhelmed. Like, I, <laughs> I got so overwhelmed just by the length of the list and just knowing that I do these things. And the first thing I thought is, like, damn, how does anybody like me? But 
after that, I was thinking, how am I supposed to change all of these? Like, I know the reason why. Like, I'm reading the books, I'm doing all this, and I know I've spoken on being stuck before. Okay, so, like, I have the information you know, I have some tools. I have these different things. I feel like, you know, I'm moving in the right direction. But just looking at all of these things and knowing that they're subconscious and that I'm not even realizing when I'm doing these things sometimes until after the fact. And so the next thing I thought of is just like the people I've hurt with those behaviors and that is like it's one of the most crushing feelings to know that someone like yourself who like wants to just give so much love and and receive love too like to know that I've done these things to people that I love and care about and it has hurt them and even some people, I've done it repeatedly and have hurt them. And so, like, okay, so the tears are coming even more now. And, you know, I'm trying not to draw any attention to myself. But at this point, I start to feel like, am I ever going to change? Like, am I ever going to be at the point to where I feel like I'm okay because even when I feel like I have good days, even when I have a lot of good days consecutively, like there's just still something in me that is just not okay. And so I was just, I, I was feeling so dissatisfied, like just feeling like it's not fair. Like I'm doing this work. Why is it that you know, I'm still not able to correct these things. Why is it that I'm still, you know, essentially hurting people and hurting myself as well? And it is, it's not a good feeling. And so, you know, I go into these different, you know, now I start beating myself up. Like, you know, I have all these negative, you know, coping mechanisms about myself and, you know, it's causing me to have these negative um, dynamics in my relationships and, and I'm thinking about, you know, the different things that people have brought to my attention about, you know, things that they don't particularly like about me or things that I've done to hurt them because I do try to be honest and and I want people to tell me these things. But it, it cuts and it hurts when, you know, someone is someone that you love and, you know, you want them to think that you're the the best, but, you know, they're sitting here telling you that, you know, something that you've done has hurt them or something that you keep doing is hurting them, which is even worse if it's something that you continue to do. Like, 
it's not um, for me. Like I never want to be the source of anybody's pain. Like I've experienced so much pain in my life. Like I don't think I'll ever speak on all the things that I've been through just because for one it's traumatic it's it's traumatic for me to relive it and it's even traumatic sometimes for people to hear it because like I had a friend you know once I'm having this breakdown you know and I'm just feeling like the crappiest person and I'm wondering like how is anyone gonna love me you know because I, I have this recurring thought in my head that you know people don't really love me they might love what I do for them or you know how I help them or whatever but so you know this is just reiterating in my head this downward, downward spiral I'm going down and so you know, I reach out to a friend of mine's because I'm like, I, I recognize the direction that my thoughts are going. And I'm like, I, I got to do something to try to stop them from, you know, continuing to spiral. And I know what the way I'm feeling and I'm looking at this damn list in my lap. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be the one to do it. So, you know, I reach out and I'm telling her like, you know, I just feel like I don't know if I can do it. Like, it's it's so much work. And, you know, I feel like I'm finally putting in the work. But, you know, I feel like I'm having a meltdown. And, you know, all I'm doing is, like, writing down the ways that I'm, like, stuck in, you know, my past, you know, unhealthy and toxic conditioning. And so, you know, she's like, you know, encouraging me, like, you know, where you're taking the steps. And I'm like, yeah, but like this, it, this hurts. Like, it, it, <laughs> like, I know the healing is going to hurt. And normally I don't run away from pain, but that is physical pain. Like, I, I have a high tolerance for physical pain. So it's not something that, you know, easily scares me. You know, I got tattoos, all that. So that doesn't bother me. But emotional pain, that is, like, I feel it physically. Like, it hurts. So, like, it, it's some, like, it, it's hard to not only have to relive some of the things in my childhood and figure out the root of some of my behaviors because that in and of itself sometimes just has me sobbing because I'm remembering myself as this cute little adorable child, <laughs> you know, but I'm remembering myself as this little girl and I'm just like, I'm, I'm remembering. I'm remembering what it felt like in some of those times. And 
to feel completely and utterly alone because you don't feel safe. And I realize that now that is where a lot of my issues are stemming from is the fact that I just don't feel safe. Like, and so reliving those memories and like all of it is it's hard, it's ugly, it's painful, you know, don't nobody look good crying with snot coming all out and you know, trying to be quiet so don't nobody hear you and then, you know, so like it's it it's just it's hard and it's hard trying to relive that stuff and reflect and try to correlate it to what you're doing now. Because I don't want to, for years I've been putting band-aids over it. So I want to get to the root of it. And so that's not easy and it's hard. And I'll be feeling like I want to give up. And so I'm telling her, like, you know, I don't know if I can do this. This is, it's hard. And so it's just something that she said after that, just like kind of, like really even it, it it made me cry it made me cry even harder actually but in a different way it it wasn't so much of the downward spiral but she was just saying that sometimes the things that I tell her that I went through and my feelings like she just wants to ball her eyes out like and I know her and she's not like a crier so for her to say that to me it made me feel like damn like I done been through some shit (laughs) excuse me but I done been through some shit okay so so she's telling me like if if the things that I have shared with her makes her want to just cry, like I know for one it is heavy. So she was telling me that she knows that is is heavy work that I'm doing, and it's not easy. And I appreciated that encouragement that she gave me so it kind of made me feel a little bit better but I didn't yet go back to the book or the journal yet because I was still in my little feelings and I still was feeling so like just thinking about her saying that and thinking about all the work that I have to put in like I started feeling angry because I felt like it's not fair And I'm thinking about this little girl and I'm thinking about the times that she was scared. I'm thinking about the times where she was left on her own, times where she was just put off on somebody else. Like I'm thinking about all of these things and I'm sitting here getting pissed because I'm thinking that shit is not fair. Like, there's no other way to put it. I'm thinking, like, for the things to 
have happened to me, the way that they did and the way that they changed me and the way that they made me feel about myself is completely opposite to how I feel about myself when I guess I'm not in that subconscious mode. So when I'm in my conscious mode, I'm aware of my faults still, but I celebrate my awesomeness. And when I'm feeling like that, like I'm I'm moving on a different vibration. People can see it. People want to be around me. People want to, you know, they want to, they want to partake and share in that. But then, you know, the opposite of that is very different. And I'm thinking, like, how would I be had I not gone through those things? Like, would I be this, you know, I'm, I'm a really small woman. Would I be a dainty woman? Would I be a very soft-spoken and, you know, quiet woman? And, like... Who freaking knows? <laughs> Ain't none of that shit me. So I'm trying to get better, but that's not me right now. And it's never been me. I don't think I'll ever be <laughs> like some Mother Teresa type um, when it comes to my demeanor. Because it's, it's a lot of factors that just is not going to let that happen. I'm too goofy for one. But... So I don't think I'll ever be like that, but I just wonder what kind of person would I be had I not gone through those things and had they not changed me in those ways. But then I guess that's just a whole negative way of thinking as well because I am the way I am for a reason and hopefully it's, it's for my greater good and to help me be the best version of myself, I hope. I'm still trying to figure out how the hell that's supposed to happen because... Again, I'm telling you, I'm sitting here thinking about this little girl and I'm getting angry. And so now I have these a mixture of angry tears and sad tears, hurt tears, and just like, how am I going to fix this? Like, I, I can't just, especially with, even with my personality, I'm not the type of person that likes to give up. I will damn near bang my head until I knock myself out before I give up on something. So I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to fix this? Because it just seems to be too heavy. And, like, what is this place I'm in? Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I, I feel so positive about the changes I can be making. But... When I go to do the work and I go to, you know, reflect on the roots of all these things, I, I get in a different place. And so I'm wondering, like, what is this place that I'm in right now? How do I, how do I process this where I'm at right now? Because it's painful and, and I don't know if I should just leave it alone right now or... Like, what? I don't know. I know I can't give up, but at the same time, it's like, how do I keep even bothering with reliving this type of pain and then still making mistakes and people still being upset with me and, like, feeling like my, my best is not good enough? I'm just 
like ready to scream okay and then i come across this thing that says um it's called the dark night of the soul and i was like what the hell like this can't you know um <laughs> this can't be nothing good like but so i i continue reading and i go on and it starts talking about um how the dark night of the soul is, um, it happens when a person goes through like a period of sadness, confusion, and like despair, okay? And like that seemed to be like everything I was feeling like right in that moment. It's with some anger mixed in there, but it was just like, I was so confused on, like, how am I going to fix this? And um, it went on to say that, you know, sometimes um, the dark night of the soul, it can be triggered by, you know, a crisis. Um, sometimes it can be the result of just, like, a long period of you just feeling empty or sad or... It can come on. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Um, when you have um, like an awareness of um, unhealthy family dynamics, patterns, you know, and unhealthy dynamics and patterns of yourself as well. And so it was saying that there's like often a lot of fear during that time because you're becoming aware of your own trauma. And not only that, but you're becoming aware of the trauma carried within society, um, the reality that we live in, you know, like where people are just kind of already just on autopilot and they're just, they're, they're fine with being on autopilot. And then the societal pressures of, you know, racism, and the trauma of being a black woman, you know, in this country, like just thinking of all that. So all of that can like trigger these like confusion and, you know, despair and like, and it real life triggered fear in me because at that moment I was so afraid that I wasn't gonna be able to do the work and I wasn't gonna be able to fix these things in me. And I felt like <laughs> that was like a kick in the gut. Like to be aware of, of these things, to know that it's hurting you, to know that it's hurting others, and then feel like you can't fix it is just, it's crazy. So I just thought that I needed to come on here and do an episode because just in case somebody else is going through like the same thing. So it, it also gave some things um, just to keep in mind, you know, while you're going through this period. Like, first of all, I want to say it's temporary, just like everything else in this life. And I have to keep on reminding myself of that every single time I am in one of these moments because... 
it's not gonna last. Whatever you feeling, even if you're feeling happy, it's not gonna last. If you're feeling horrible, it's not gonna last. So I like to keep that in mind no matter what it is. But like during this time when you're becoming aware of your traumas, your triggers, your family patterns, your personal patterns, like all of these things, and you're trying to express these things to people and people either don't want to get it because they don't want to look in, inside themselves. It could be family members, you know, or whatever, or your friends. Maybe, you know, they don't want to look at their own family dynamics or whatever, but like you're going to be misunderstood and you're going to feel misunderstood and it's okay. That's just part of it. Like you're moving to another level and you have to realize that not everybody's going to go to that next level with you. Some people might want to keep you down at that level, but remember that level hurts. That level is unhealthy and you need to move on. And so some of your relationships may end, you know, but on the other hand, some of your relationships might grow deeper. You might connect with, you know, other friends or family members or loved ones that want to heal too. And so, you know, y'all y'all can, you know, help each other heal in that. So y your bond and your relationship in that way becomes deeper. But again, some relationships might have to go, right? So when those relationships do go, it's normal for you to feel alone. Like, we don't live in a society that that even promotes emotional wellness as much as everybody like to say self-love, self-care, all that stuff. Like our society does not promote emotional wellness. Everything that our society pushes promotes the exact opposite. Insecurity, low self-worth, low self-esteem, like envy, jealousy, enmity, all that type of stuff. So you're going to feel alone already in a society if you're not one to live your life in that way. But when you start to level up emotionally, when you're trying to leave these traumas behind, you're going to feel even more alone. I'm telling you, you're going to feel even more alone. And that's okay, too. So in those times that you feel so alone, I've found that. And, you know, it's suggested that you spend time just learning and growing and evolving. You know, I recommended books to read. You know, they might not be easy to read. And that's the next thing I was going to say. During that growing and evolving, you might cry a lot. Like, Seriously, I thought I was a crier before. <laughs> like ever since I've been like really intentionally and actively trying to heal, I swear I cry at least a good time. I get, I have a good cry at least once a day. Like, and you might have some random ass flashes of some strong emotions or memories or just like feel anxious because you know you're like everything is just heightened at that time. So that can, if you're an anxious person like me, 
that can cause your anxiety to just go even even more higher because you might be having flashbacks of some painful things. Like I just said, everything that that reminded me of, and I'm thinking about that little girl, all those memories are resurfacing, but they need to in order for you to heal. I know that's hard to hear. It's hard to do. It's hard to feel, but it has to be done. Like you have to, because like I said, that little girl I'm thinking about, I'm trying to love her. I'm trying to reach her and let her know that she is safe because she she's never felt safe. And I mean, I might've grown and gotten older as the years went on, but really that little girl is still there and terrified. And it's the reason why I have the, some of the conflicts that I have in my relationships, in my, like, and it's, it's not just, you know, like, I've gone, you know, like, toe-to-toe with bosses. Because, like, I feel like they tone is threatening. Like, I don't, like, I can be defensive. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I realize that sometimes it don't always, the situation doesn't always call for that. But because, like I said, I never feel safe. And I never feel like, um, you know, I'm protected. And I realize another thing that is like my main, main issue of why I don't feel safe with men. Doesn't matter. Like I don't feel, and it could be family members. Like I don't feel safe with men and especially aggressive men. And so I think that has sometimes caused me to react in stronger ways than I should have. Or that was even necessary. Sometimes it deserved it. I'm sorry. But <laughs> other times, you know, I've caused some some problems and, and, and have had to, like, really humble myself and apologize to people. And that feels shitty, too. So it's just not a good feeling. But you have to revisit those things. If you really want to change these behaviors, you can't gloss over the crappy stuff that you do. Like, you just can't. If you do some crappy stuff, if you say some crappy, foul stuff to people, like, whatever it is, you have to shed light on it and put a spotlight on it so that you can see it exactly for what it is. Because as long as you keep trying to sugarcoat the stuff that you do, you're still going to keep doing it. It might manifest in more subtle ways, but you're still going to keep doing it. And to me, the subtle ways is even worse because that's like, you know you're doing that shit. But now you want to try to get away with it by, you know, doing it covertly. But um, so like that that whole experience can have you feeling so isolated because you're feeling you got the memories, you got the like all of these different things are going on in your head and you don't know how the hell to explain to somebody what you're feeling, what you're going through what it feels like in to be reliving these memories. And, you know, you can be sitting with people and, you know, y'all are, you know, having a good time or whatever, and something can trigger a childhood memory or something. And you're just like, all of a sudden, like your body is still there, you know, with the people, you know, enjoying yourself. 
but you're like, you're back in that world. And I noticed that that's something that I do is I disassociate. I have a lot of disassociative behaviors that I'm realizing were very um, subtle that I didn't even realize were there. So, I mean, it can be kind of exciting, scary, all of those things all in one. And it's hard to explain that to somebody, especially when something has triggered you in a negative way and you're feeling these negative emotions and you don't want to dump that on somebody. Like, you can feel so alone. Like, I swear this is the loneliest I've ever felt in my entire life. Like, I sometimes just the weight of the loneliness, it feels suffocating. But it is, is there's no way to get around it. And... It can, I wanted to tell somebody the other day, because it can almost feel like somebody's dying. Like, I literally feel like I'm trying to kill my old self. And I remember a few years ago, um, I wrote a poem. And the tone of the poem and the words of the poem were actually kind of violent sounding, <laughs> now that I think about it. And I don't even think I ever wrote the poem down. I think I like wrote it in my phone while I was walking one day. And I don't know what happened to it, but it was like, it, it sounded violent. But if you really, you know, listen to, to the words, I was really trying to say that I, I wanted to kill the old me. I want to kill the me that gets insecure and afraid. I want to kill the me that, you know, like I just wanted to kill those parts of me that were unhealthy. And so when you were going through this, it's scary as hell because you feel like you're killing this person, but you don't know who awaits you on the other side. You don't know, like, it's so unfamiliar. You don't know if the people that love you now are going to love that other person. And that's scary because you already feel like the people that love you now might not really love you. So, like, this is, I swear, this is the scariest, this is the scariest shit I've ever went through. I'm not going to lie. It's the scariest and probably the most bravest thing I've done ever besides having children I think this is like even harder than having children because I mean to get pregnant we all know how that happens. I mean it, it, you might have put a lot of work in but it it wasn't much work done on your part in order to for that life to be started. So like and even to give birth like you're created to do that so your body's going to do what it naturally does. But this is something that you have to consciously make an effort every single day and sometimes with every single moment dealing with person to person. You might have to do it, you know, at 9 a.m. with your kids and then, you know, at 11 a.m. with, you know, somebody that calls you a business call or whatever. Like, is you just have to consciously 
and actively make the effort to be conscious of the decisions and the actions and behaviors that you're doing. And it's hard. But you have to allow yourself time to make the mistakes, to mourn your mistakes and grieve over this person that, you know, you want to kill, but also be happy for the person that you're going to become so that you can get through the rest of the journey. But you also have to take breaks. And that's something that I'm not good at doing because I like to plow through stuff. Like, I like to get stuff done. I don't like to leave things for later. And so this is, has been the hardest thing for me because I'm like, I've been going to therapy for years. I've been doing this for years. I've been doing that for years. Where is the results? Like, the results are not what I'm going to therapy. And I'm like, it's not giving what it's supposed to be giving. Like, it's not what's the problem. But it takes so much time because... I'm now noticing, I've been in therapy for years, and I'm just now starting to realize things that, on my own, actually, from reading and learning things on my own, that all these years of therapy didn't give me. And so, I had to realize that this is not a bad thing. Like, this is me really getting rid of um, these things. And it, it only hurts because I've been attached to them for so long, you know? And it hurts. Like, if you if you leave, you know, like a Band-Aid on for too long or one time I had surgery and, you know, like my skin started growing over the staples. So, like, when, he, when the doctor went to take the staples out, that joint hurt, you know? So... But my my um my incision was healed though, but it still hurt for them staples to come out. So that's what I'm trying to think of this is like, you know, this is my my deep awakening. I'm 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 killing this old person and um awakening to a new life, inshallah, hopefully a healthier life, a healthier um, dynamic with my family, with my friends, with the world. Like, I want to be more loving. I want to give out more love. I have so much love to give. I know I do, but there's so many hurt parts of me that is not allowing some of that love to come through. And I need to get rid of that so that it can come through. Cause that's my purpose. That's, that's part of why I'm on this earth. And I want to continue growing. I want to continue discovering who I really am. Because who I've been has been this, you know, person on autopilot, conditioned by, you know, the things that I've gone through and seen. And so I'm ready to see who this next person is. Like, who this next awesome, dope, because I think I was pretty dope before, even with all my wounds, you know what I mean? So once I'm healed, man, listen, I think I'm going to do so much good in the world, even if the good in the world that I do only directly impacts a few people. Those few people might go on to change 
the world in other ways, other lives in the world. So I'm excited. I'm happy about it, even though it still hurts. And I'll probably cry again tonight, but I'm excited for it. So um, I encourage you guys to do the work, even when it's hard, even when it hurts, even when, you know, even when it's bleeding and it's just, you feel like it's too painful to look at, it's too painful to listen, it's too painful to change, you can do it. Because that person on the other side is what this world is waiting for and who is really meant to be making the moves in this world. All the, all the moves you've been making, even the good that you've done, imagine how much more you could have done if you wouldn't have been, you know, hindered by these wounds. So happy healing, everyone. Again, as always, I'm going to remind you guys to go check out Hill and Muslima Official on IG. Check out my whip Shea Butters. They are definitely to die for. Not to die for, but I'm telling you, they have your skin feeling so soft. So, man, listen, let me tell you. I'll put some on um, after I showered. And, like, literally that night I was going to bed and my legs were so soft and, like, I had to, like, check myself, like, hold on, what's going on down there? Like, they feeling, and I haven't even, um, my legs are not the cleanest shaven as they could be, and they still feel super soft and just the bomb. So go ahead and head over to um, Hila Muslima Official on my IG and go ahead and copy some of that real quick. And uh, thank you for listening. Join me next time. Peace.